0: You're listening to the Psychic Coffee Shop Podcast Network.
1: afternoon everybody good evening good night um yes we're kind of international so it's good something another welcome to mountain bears i'm ace tonight of course with me tonight in my co-host seat is techie joe how are you
0: doing great how are you this
1: evening halfway evil and almost pissed you know oh, i need mean, my glasses on um but you know that's always the fun things of living here in west virginia
0: yeah really absolutely absolutely definitely yeah. had a fun week we dropped from what the high 50s to what almost the uh well low 20s at least yeah in a day yeah, yeah pretty much yep yeah. and then so, the next
1: day yeah. it was 16. i'm like fucking really yeah really yeah you know and that's just one thing then we have the legislature who has apparently lost their minds always Okay, first off, they leave the quality bill, die on the floor. They didn't vote on it.
0: Yeah, that one I don't think was, like, <sighs> Fairness West Virginia has been trying that one forever. And this was the first session, it actually looked like it was going to get somewhere. And then the minute, I think it was Carmichael, uh, started getting some negative feedback. He was mm-hmm. like, oh, uh, no, never going to happen, bye.
1: Right. And it's like um, Carmichael, grow brains. Look at what has occurred in other locations um, when these bills have been passed. However, they you know they wasted four days mm-hmm. um, to pass oh, a bill to teach uh, the Bible in school as an elective. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, yeah, and my my home county started this crap. Uh huh. We've never been part of this. Yeah. Mercer County pulled pulled this one in with Bible in the schools. Um had to go through a massive lawsuit to finally shut that down. Um and now we've turned around and we're trying to make it an elective. Can we <clears throat> stop?
1: Um, teach theology, teach philosophy. Mm-hmm. Teach Latin. Yeah. Yeah, Latin. Very good language, great for reading old scripts. Yeah. Um, however, if they're going to teach the Bible, then they're going to have to teach all 56 of them.
2: Well,
0: yeah. No, well, here's the problem, though, is right now the idea of having this class as an elective is bad enough. Mm-hmm. Um, just imagine you're a teacher in the Mercer County school systems and randomly. Um, you have like half your students, two thirds of your students, three quarters of your students evacuate your class just to go take part in a a different uh, extracurricular activity. Mm-hmm. Like, and that's what was happening with Bible in the schools. Uh-huh. Um, it is. It was indiscriminate. Right. Um, you know, it may be pulling everyone out of chemistry. It may be pulling everyone out of history, out of math, out of science, out of whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it wasn't an elective course. It, it was. It was basically a club. Um, but it jerked students out of the classroom. Right. <clears throat> I mean, it's almost like, to me, being from Mercer County... Having it as an elective is actually, like, the step closer to a right direction. Closer. Like, dumb idea still, but closer. Well, I think it violates one of the main tenets Mm -hmm. of the
1: Constitution, which is the separation of church and state.
0: True. But it was also, and that was the whole Bible in the Schools program um, debate and why Freedom from uh, Religious uh, Religion Foundation mm-hmm. um, stepped in on that one. Right. I believe it was uh, FRF. If not, it was ACLU. I can't remember. Um, stepped in on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, pitched a total fit. And finally, got it shut down um, because, effectively, what was happening is a lot of people felt peer pressured into taking it. Two, it's not an elective. Three, it's interrupting instructional time. Mm-hmm. And then the the kicker is, you know, that while you're kind of in a way getting credit for it, you're not. Um, but you're also just totally screwing up the school every time one of these sessions takes place. Right. Like you, you're grinding entire classrooms to a halt. You had teachers that just planned for it. Uh-huh. And those we amount, of, on. amount of instructional days. Right. But these were – base. Uh, this, this one little organization was basically <laughs> throwing a whole wrench into that. Right. And yeah, they had the instructional day – but they weren't there, right? And then you had teachers that literally just planned for those of us who may have been left behind mm-hmm. um, to just do nothing, mm-hmm. like you know, you put your down, take a nap, in work on your homework. Right. You don't have an
1: instructional day. Right. You know, if you're not that religion, you don't have other activities planned. Uh huh. You know, it's like total. And furthermore, why should they be getting out of class?
0: Right. Well, the idea was it was the equivalent of being in band, being on the football team, basketball, soccer, whatever. All of those are extracurricular activities that do occasionally uh, interfere with instructional time. Mm -hmm. Um, Not much. Not much of it. Well, in some cases, it can be a lot. Um, Like if you end up playing, you know, football, basketball, soccer, um, all of the sports, and then double whammy, you join band, um, you pretty much spend the whole year, or choir, you spend the whole year getting called out of class to go do this, go do that, go do this other thing. Right, Um, Or cheerleaders especially were notorious for getting stuck in that trap because the cheerleading team effectively did everything for everyone Mm -hmm. and then could also end up with the double whammy. Um, I know our band director hated every time someone did it Mm -hmm. um, of joining both band and cheerleading. Right. And she was always like, choose one. But not
1: only that, but here's the thing. Mm-hmm. I was a pep squad. We were still responsible for our work and had to keep our grades up. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. These programs, they're not required to do that. Oh, you've got that. Okay, go do that. Because it's treated mm-hmm. like a little club. However, fine. Give up your lunch break. When mm-hmm. the school, lunch break. After like school.
0: Club. After school,
1: like any yeah. other club.
0: But no, it, it was always just a mess. Um, And it kept getting worse. Mm -hmm. Like, it it really did. At first, it was, uh, I mean, the whole Mercer County school system was kind of heavily uh, Christian influenced. Like, Mm -hmm. we started in kindergarten. We lined up and did a prayer before lunch. Yeah. Mm Mm-mm. Yeah. No, it shouldn't have. And that was the 80s. Um, right. Yeah. It was just kind of nuts. And like it just kept getting it devolving from there. Like it started out as like a little thing that occasionally pulled us, you know, students out of class, um, you know, a little like infrequently. Mm-hmm. And then I know by the time we graduated, it seemed like it was uh, at least monthly. Mm-hmm. That this was happening. Right. So then you you turn around and you, you start to think about it. If someone is playing sports in band mm-hmm. and doing this, um, like, when are you ever in class? Right. You know, what? it's like, and what? we had what? students that were like, when are you ever in class? Right. What are you leaving for this time? Mm-hmm. Like, and teachers starting to get really exasperated with it. Like, where are you going now? Right. <laughs> like, when am I supposed to teach you? Right.
1: Um, but my response to this whole thing is, you know, I already have the curriculum. I already teach it privately. Mm-hmm. Let me know what day in September you want me to show up. Well, there you go. I'll be happy to teach Wicca 101. I'll be happy to teach a year in a day program.
0: Hmm. Well, yeah, modified for nine months in a day. <laughs> no, 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 no. If
1: they can come to band camp in the middle of July, <laughs> they can come virtual in the middle of July.
0: Oh, yes. Absolutely, absolutely. But no, no, it's, I mean, the, the, the whole concept was ridiculous. And then, I mean, so, and that's where I'm coming from when I say like the idea of it being an elective class. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's not interfering with instruction time. Right. As in you're making what I would call a potentially bad choice, if you do this all the way through. Right. You know, like taking one elective, like take whatever you want. Um, Not going to kill you. But if this is where you're using all of your electives mm-hmm. is to, to go be part of this club, mm-hmm. um, then that's kind of a problem. Right. The other problem that
1: I see here is if you've got Bible school,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: school then you need Wicca, you need um, Islam, you need Jewish, you need every other of the 5200 religions I think was the last listing, right, as an elective class.
0: Yeah, and good luck finding enough teachers to fill those vacancies. Um, exactly. either that or it becomes one giant multicultural religion experience, which would be right. phenomenal. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, that's not really what it's about and has never yeah. been what it's about. Right. Um, like if it had have been, I think in many ways, everyone would have been cool with it. Um, well, I think they would have been cool with it, but I also
1: think they would have, it would have been a much different experience for the children, Mm -hmm. Um, we're already having problems with test scores. Mm -hmm. We're already having problems with students getting enough qualified electives Mm -hmm. to go into college. Mm -hmm.
0: college. College entry has gotten far more competitive than it's ever been. Right like that, that's just straight up it's more competitive than it's ever been um and that is often where you end up with people in everything right like that like, that's literally what's happening is you end up with people who are taking everything joining every club every you know opportunity they oh, have mm-hmm. trying to look like you know uh, a better candidate for college right
1: you know, and again, there's a separation of church and state. There's been separations of the of any religion and state mm-hmm. um, since the founding of the country, right? You know, everyone always ha- yells Christian nation. No, we weren't. Sorry, um, founding fathers were Taoists, um, and it's very evident through the uh, Thomas Jefferson documents that we were never set up. To have any type of religion taught within any governmental system. Right. Now you made a comment, and I'm like, I'm sure that they're already prepped and ready for it. Because they okay. you know, this isn't the first time that this organization has come up against this. And it was as soon as I told you about this being passed.
0: Oh, the uh, uh refresh my memory church is saying. Pardon? Church of Satan? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. No, Church of Satan is fun. We love Church of Satan. Everyone should love Church of Satan because Church of Satan will show up and be like, "Oh, you want to have a Christian monument? Um, hi." Yeah. Uh, let's 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 also get involved here mm-hmm. um, because I I do like Church of Satan just for the fact that they show up and go, "Well, if you can have one." You know, it, it's it's can of Pringles. Uh-huh. You can't stop at one. You know, you're just going to have to do all of these. Right. And let's roll that ball. Mm-hmm. Like, we, we will push this ball into your court. And so uh-huh. if you're going to have your Ten Commandments monument. If you're going to have your, you know, religious club elective. Um, if you're going to have whatever thing... Um, yeah, the Satanists are always quick to show up and be like, we want to play too. Uh-huh. Um, hence why I love the Satanists. Um, uh-huh. Among many other reasons. Not that I want to join, but I have an appreciation. It's like- I have an yeah.
1: appreciation for the political work they do.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, because they've done a lot of political work that people do not realize. Mm-hmm. Um that they do. Um, they do a lot of charity work that a lot of people do not realize that they do. Mm -hmm. That are unbiased, un you know, um influential.
3: Mm -hmm.
1: You know, they're out, they're about, they're doing things. Um and I think a lot of other religions that are non secular could take some notes.
0: Well, yeah. Um, and community involvement is kind of the key. Um, and that's a lot of what we've seen Christianity kind of shifting away from, Mm -hmm. um, some of your, your primary denominations, the ones that have been around for seemingly forever, um, are still there, still doing it, still, you know, being active in their communities. Right. Um, often quietly, often without a lot of things. Right. And I can appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um. It's some of your new evangelical movements that are coming through and getting, like, their idea of community service is to show up at an event and tell you that you're going to hell. Right. You know, that God hates fags, that, you know, blah, 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 blah. Mm -hmm. And this is their idea of community service, you know, winning souls for Jesus, Um, you know, one insult at a time, Mm -hmm. Um, never really proven to work. (laughs) Like, I I don't know anyone who's ever been to, like, you know, please feel free to tell me if I'm wrong, but I don't think anyone at, uh, oh, what was the event last year? Pagan Pride. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't. I don't think anyone went. You know. I think I made a bad life decision here. I'm gonna go join that group. Right. Or like, no, no one showed up for
1: that. Right. And it's kind of like the the reading the children's program that was in mm-hmm. Morgantown. Hmm. Still haven't seen any volunteers fill fill that thing.
0: No, but there were uh, apparently at least one volunteer to kill the children. Yeah. Or at least threaten the drag queens in a way in which, you know, children look like they could get killed. Right. Um, but yeah, that's. But to. And this is where I really have an issue is that it, it, this is legitimate to them mm-hmm. a form of community service. Right. Like they really, truly, honestly believe mm-hmm. this is serving the greater good. Um, which is. Like, hi. Which Uh gospel did you pull that one out of? Well, not only that, but which
1: insanity did you pull that one out of?
0: Well, yeah. Like, because I'm just (laughs) sitting here going, I miss the gospel of Saint Bastard. Because that's where I'm at. If you're going to kill children or Uh threaten adults in a way in which children are going to be, you know, innocently killed bystanders, you're screwing up in your life. Right. Like, point blank, I don't care what religion you are. Right. Um, but especially in that scenario, it's no, you, you're making a bad life choice here. Run away. Mm-hmm. So,
1: yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, and for me, you know, I've always had this stance mm-hmm. I have no problem with other religions doing things. Mm-hmm. As long as it's all on equal playing field. Right. But our government is field. With unequal playing fields.
0: True, very, very true. Um, and I think a lot of that has come uh, been kind of has sprung out of mm-hmm. um, the Cold War era. Right. That as well, the the Cold War era being the height of it, and World War II being the the kickoff. Mm-hmm. Um, that effectively we started in um, the 40s mm-hmm. um, World War two um, with this very strong um, kind of um, nationalism and um, religion you know the 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 ugly heathen Germans um, mm-hmm. who are just horrible blah 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 and then we got into cold war and era and russia um and um atheism
3: mm-hmm.
0: um and yeah it, it got it got ugly sure. um, because timeline wise um as much as we want to to or as we see these groups really want to h- cling to the you know one nation under god the um, in God we trust um, really prior to those events, the only thing that we had as a national um, comment on God mm-hmm. was um, in the Constitution and that was endowed by their creator right That's it that that was what we had right um, Everything else was added. Right. And was effectively propaganda in a war or perceived soon to be war
1: situation.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Right. And, you know, we keep
1: seeing that, you know, and our lovely vice president has a lot of that problem. Um, And our current president, like, why is Paula White in the White House?
0: Um,. Honestly, I think it I think it has less to do with Trump's personal religious feelings mm-hmm. and the ability that both um, large religious organizations like evangelicals have become. Mm-hmm. Um, in addition, basically, it's stoking his base. Right. The you know the the <coughs> this is where we're at. Well, it's her rating numbers were up. mm Hmm.
1: I think if it had been anyone else right he would have drug her drug them in there now granted I would have liked to have seen you know one of the more funner ones brought in
0: the more funner
1: yes there are some uh, what is her name she writes all the books she's the one who started the uh, prosperity ministry she copies my hairstyles. Do um, you know who she is? She's on every morning, every station.
0: Every I, I know who you're talking about. I cannot think of her name. Right. Joyce. Um, but yeah. No, there's. Joyce Myers. There you go. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. she would have been a funner one to
1: watch. Um, as much IRS problems as she has had.
0: While that's true, I think though she's a little more intelligent about it. Mm-hmm. Like I, I get that in some ways she she's selling a load of crap, but but I think it is well intentioned load of crap, and it's at least like she knows there's a limit, right? like she knows you can go like this far with it and then once you get here you're done. Like don't don't keep going, it's going to oh get bad. God. Because and I say that in comparison to Paula White, right. who did her whole you need to donate um 10% of your gross income to me um or you know, God's not going to bless you. Right. And all at once, like in January. Yeah. And it's like, who can do that? Who?
1: Not only that. And these are comparisons of the two. I like Joyce Myers for her life coaching skills that she uses. Mm -hmm. For her women empowerment that she uses. Mm -hmm. And I can actually set through her sermons and not get mad.
0: Yeah, I never have been able to do that. Um yeah, like I I've run across a few uh, like every, like you occasionally end up in the waiting room with the TV stuck on a channel mm-hmm. um our college was notorious for that mm-hmm. and yeah she was one of the ones that it's like I just lost my appetite yeah. like, I, I can't set through it mm-hmm. It's like will you please stop like someone please turn the channel mm-hmm. like please. Um, you know, it, I don't think she's a bad speaker. I don't think her heart's in the wrong place. Right. Um, but it, it's very, I don't know what it is. It it just gets infuriating to me. Okay. But, you know, while she's not doing the constant never ending money bag. Right. I mean, she sort of is, she's always got a product that she's selling Right. But I'll accept that. Um, you know, at least like there's a something. Mm-hmm. Like, Paula White, just send me money because you you should. Right. Um, this, you know, there is a product. And while I may not agree with the product, while I may find that it's more than likely going to offer false hope and false promises, at least there's a physical good exchange. Right. You know, that and again, I think a lot of it is at least well intentioned.
1: With her stuff.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And yeah, I've read some of her books. I've had to because of my metaphysical studies and stuff like that. hmm But her stuff is sound to a point. If okay. you do, if you wash out the dogma. Yeah. Okay. The prosperity, positive affirmation, the you know, empowerment of self-will, the get off your ass and go do something energy. Mm-hmm. I like. I can stand behind that. I can stand okay. behind her charity work that she does. She was one of the first managers to step up and go, oh, no, no, no. That million dollars we got in a bank account is hitting Haiti. Mm-hmm. Like either write the check
0: now or I will for you. Right. Well, and again, those are things I can appreciate. Right. Like, that's the side of it I appreciate. Mm -hmm. Um, But I still don't want to sit and listen to it. Right. Um, Whereas with Paula White, there's just no good there. No. Like, there's no good there.
1: She is um, the equate to, oh, God, what is his name? The one that takes his coat and knocks, you know, down his actor's Fire and brimstone.
0: Can you be more specific? You're describing a
1: few. Oh, he's the—he's one of the older ones. He's like Jimmy Swaggart's age.
0: Oh. Uh, Jerry the, Falwell. Do I know Jerry Falwell? Hmm. Well, now he passed. His well, son is running the church. Well,
1: good. Yeah. Both of them useless. Oh. Uh, well, you know, and it's like um, the other one I have problems with because has a mega church and literally um, everywhere but there, and it was because of their grading of their, you know, they wanted their building to be graded certain heights, was flooded and no one would
0: let him in. Joe Olstein, I know that one. Yes. But no, 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 no. Let's back up to Falwell for a second. Uh-huh. Before Apollo White, he was a big part of the uh, 2016 elections. Uh-huh. And ultimately gave his endorsement to Trump. Right. So, yeah, the, like, the, <laughs> the Republicans have been courting uh, very hot and heavy with mm-hmm. the um, evangelicals for a while now and have really pulled a lot of people into the circus. Right. Um, it just seems that Paula White is the one that you know, totally jumped on board. Well, Um, I think she
1: jumped on board for the cloud.
0: Partly, yes. Partly, I think it was she doesn't have any limits. Because it was even said in 2016 that when Falwell was having to try to, you know, do this, uh, you know, process and announce his endorsement of Trump, it, he looked like he had glass in his mouth mm-hmm um you know that that and a lot of accusations flew around that he because that was right about the same time that everything was uh coming out about the uh, spa resort and the boyfriend pool boy hook up whatever mm-hmm Um, So all of that was kind of swirling around. Right, and And still Yeah, well, it's still swirling around, but it ultimately, like, everything about his body language in that situation was like he got pressured into doing it. He didn't want to. Mm -hmm. He didn't want any part of this. He Mm -hmm. knew this was crap. And yet, showed up and did it. Right. Um, and I think that with all of that being said, um, about him, um, that's when the, the Trump campaign immediately moved on to, let's go find someone else. Right. Like, find me a puppet. Right. Find us someone that we can sit here and say, you need to go on stage and say this. You need to go and show up and do this. Right. That will show up and just be like, okay, mm-hmm. you know, that's cool. What do you need?
1: Yeah, but it's just ridiculous. Some of the things that they pull off, some of the things that they do. And then what aggravates me is the community there just goes, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. You know, like I dare one of West Virginia school board to say there's not a qualified teacher in West Virginia to teach another religion other than Christianity. Mm -hmm. I'll be like, hi. Yeah, see, here's the federal curriculum that I designed and put together and wrote that was taught in the prisons. Right. And here are my seven other fully Mm -hmm. added teachers that can come
0: and do that. Yeah. No, and its I don't think it's really about that. It's not even at that level. Basically, this is a majority-minority, you know, go along to get along, or at least it was. Again, in Mercer County, Mm -hmm. um, kind of situation, right? Um, That 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 was the thing. Mm -hmm. Is you're going to go be part of Bible in the schools because otherwise you're going to be the heathen child. Mm -hmm. Well, I was
1: interesting to learn that. Whatever high school Morgantown High School is, the okay. high school in Morgantown, they actually have an Earth Magic club that meets on lunches and after school. That's a club. That's a club. We like clubs. We love clubs. clubs great. Um, yeah, and I recently, you know, I was really impressed to hear that that was in the schools. Mm-hmm. not as a sponsored club but was being you know activated in schools as far that's the only one i've heard of mm-hmm. now granted you know we had the little wiccan clique back in high school when i was in high school mm-hmm. or the like wiki chicks as you, you know they were called um so you know it's not a big thing mm-hmm. it was more so of a, you know yeah those are the ones that are like playing with terror cards and pendulums and you know we all had our different books that we you know had ordered or you know was able to get <coughs> out with uh wildflowers to get you know with mm-hmm. our parents in tow but that's been going on for a while now but i think if it's going to become an endorsed and if it's taught as an elective it's endorsed it has to be all encompassing
0: well it should be but yeah. then again welcome to west virginia and this wonderful legislative uh, uh uh group that we've had uh-huh um that is actually getting accolades for everything they're doing like that's the unfortunate part in all of this right is i mean and then you have um you know huh, we have patrick Morrissey showing up uh-huh. Uh, not specifically on this issue. Um, uh-huh. but I did see that uh, that there was a poll recently that he was connected to. Um, that you know, if the election was held today, you know who would you vote for? Uh-huh. Um, and I believe it was Trump or Bernie uh-huh. um, and then went into this whole like anti-socialism, you know, we're going to become, you know, the next Russia. Like, it went all over the place. Right. Um, and, I mean, it was just garbage. Um, but it was a close poll. Like, uh-huh. and it was put out there mostly for his Republican uh-huh. um, followers. And just so happened to get shared out. And yeah, it was still uh, tied up at like fifty-two forty-eight, like when I voted. Right. But again, well, what I'm not liking,
3: mm-hmm.
1: and it's kind of aggravating me because I'm seeing it go on across nationwide, is when Bernie wins something, mm-hmm. they don't point out that he won the delegates in this state or that state. It's more so, well, this one and this one came in second and third. Well, that's
0: cute. Who caught well first? Right. And some of that has to do with the fact that technically Bernie Sanders is not a Democrat, but would be the Democrat candidate. Right. And I think that's where he keeps getting the, the short end of the stick in terms of news reporting. Right. Um is it, it would kind of be like like for me, for instance. Um you know, if, if we had an election for the officers of a uh Wiccan Pagan association, mm-hmm. and my name is put up for you know president of this organization, mm-hmm. but I'm not Wiccan or Pagan. Well, technically you're pagan. Well, no. Technically, I'm an atheist. You yeah, that makes you pagan, but, but but ultimately that that's kind of the scenario we're in with Bernie. Right.
1: But no, a uh, atheist gets grouped in with pagan, and the reason for that is they are non-Judeo-Christian.
0: I can understand that.
1: Yeah. Never really thought yeah, of anything, pagan. Pagan, anything non-Judeo-Abrahamic
0: Christian. Okay. Well, fun. I was yeah. just gonna go with heathen, um,
1: but and heathen's a whole different religion on itself. I've got a list of providers for that. They would happy to come in November to teach in West Virginia.
0: <laughs> well, there you go. Mm-hmm. But no, I mean, I, I just like that's where I've been at, um. You know, and and I've seen that happen before, is when you have the non-representative, it can sometimes turn into its own, like, well, but they're not really one of us.
1: Well, again, I still think the power ticket would be Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren teaming up, president and vice president, I don't care who takes which office. I think we'd have a landslide.
0: And I think here's the big problem right now is that's already turned into a, a cat fight like mm-hmm. that, that's that's not gonna work
2: mm-hmm.
0: um i don't while i think you could get a president warren vice president sanders mm-hmm. to maybe happen
2: mm-hmm.
0: i don't think you're going to be able to turn that one around you're not going to have a president uh sanders and vice president warren um just because i don't think she could really, like, if she were in charge, if she were the president, mm-hmm. I, I think she could suck it up and deal with Sanders, and just kind of rub his face in it. Well, see, I think that she can.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Um. But I think that they need another backroom deal like we got out of when Obama and Hillary were running. Yeah. I, but think I don't
0: they, think we're going to get it. I don't think I, we're going to get it.
1: Uh, it would be interesting to see if the following would happen. Okay. President Sanders, Vice President Warren, Secretary of State published um, Budapest. Not Budapest. Petey. Petey. Mayor Pete. Mayor Pete becomes
0: Senator. No one wants to say his last name. Nobody. No, can. One, no one wants to say his last name. Right. Because um, we're not even sure how to and we giggle every time we do.
1: But again, um, I think that that would rock the country. Mm -hmm. And I think that we would see a wide awakening of a lot of young voters because you've covered all quarters.
0: Potentially. Um, I I don't know at this point. I Honestly, it's starting to feel like November is going to be a coin toss.
1: Well, I'm hoping November's much better than a coin toss I'd like a silver dollar toss
0: well again you, know.
1: you know um but I also think that we would see and guys go out and vote especially <coughs> BLT get your ass off your get your heels on get your ass out to vote
0: unless you're gonna vote Republican and then you know feel free to sleep in if you're if you're GBLT and you're voting Republican, there's many more. i go see your psychologist. Ugh. Well, you know, there's that. Right. Um, but yeah, so yeah. Yeah. It's just been a weird news week. Well, it's been a weird news
1: week, but a lot of it kind of hit us weirdly. You know, because we normally go off of news that hits our mm-hmm. news feed or is, you know, sent into us. Mm-hmm. Our next topic hit us in the middle of where were we? Walmart
0: and lawn. Uh, Oh yes. The science of gender. Yes. Yeah. That was Walmart. Yeah. That was Walmart. You were all excited. Do you thought it was an article we could just go find? Turns out time just did a whole like magazine size publication. Exactly. They done a special yeah. edition, which is rare. Mm-hmm. Very
1: interesting. <laughs> um, It shows a lot of story, you know, because, you know, I went and found it anyhow. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's their March issue. And it really talks about this new generation not being fearful of having to fit into the mold. Right. You know, um, and it looks at the scientific study, which is matching a lot of what I have been saying. Mm -hmm. Um, when it comes to gender, when it comes to um, orientation, they're Mm -hmm. actually finding it on a biochemical level.
0: Well, and I think we're also kind of experiencing this. Again, we we have that. I I think, honestly, we're kind of returning finally, like we're coming full circle. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I think we're now... Socially, kind of about where we may have been in the 1920s, right? Um, Before everything went kind of crazy, right? Um, And we ended up with a lot of power being ceded over to religion, and religion suddenly, you know, abusing that to. you know, tell everyone how to go live. Right. Um, I think we're we're coming full circle on that. It's taken a hundred years, but I think we just popped back. Right. Um, So I think what we're actually seeing is at least, you know, and granted there's really great science behind it. Mm -hmm. um, But I think we're almost seeing the, you know, we tried this. We, we tried this deep puritanical you know second Dark ages kind of thing uh-huh. and it didn't work right um, and I think one. that's often what we end up seeing is because it's a pattern that's that's repeated through history right um is is we kind of go through the the What's generally considered a decadent age, followed by a dark age, followed by, like, okay, well, that was a bad idea. Let's get back over here. And then it just kind of ebbs and flows.
1: Right. Um, But that's societal. Now the science is actually coming out to show that, like, when it comes to gender, that it's not one gender. There's multiple... Than, than two genders, um, mm-hmm. and that it's more of a spectrum, right? You know, um, and see, Indians have had three genders for three to four genders, depending on the area, for a while now. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's been part of their culture,
0: right? Well, in 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 a lot of ways, gender really has kind of always had a lot of nuance to it Mm -hmm. um and it seemed like there were there have been different parts of history in which what you would think Uh would be a massive problem you to to be you know Mm non-binary um wasn't like society was okay with it like whatever you know, go be you, go do whatever you want, just, you know. And it's always been this kind of either, well, it's mostly been a religious influence Mm -hmm. that's attacked it. And they know, you know, is Adam and Eve, not Adam and Steve, you know, not Adam and they Mm -hmm. um, kind of mentality right? um, that has popped back in and Driven everyone back into a closet, right? Um, that yeah. kind of occurred during the Victorian era. Well, there's been a few. Yeah, there there's been a few runs of this, right? Um, that have happened through history, uh-huh. and it's always it always tends to either be because of religion, we suddenly um, take on a different idea. Of, you know, what again, depending upon the area, um, Mm -hmm. like relationships, you know, and and heterosexual, homosexual, pansexual, bisexual, whatever, Mm -hmm. um, that we we take a different approach, or it's been the time period was less religious Mm -hmm. and these things became more acceptable. Mm-hmm. That, you know, okay, we're done with religion for a while. This is a real bummer. Right. Um, <laughs> you
1: know. Well, um, but also I think that it, it's not ju- it's not all religion. Mm-hmm. I think it's more so it's the influence of the Christianic religion and the Christianic religion after the late 1800s. For the
0: most part, yes. Yeah. Um, you know, because like some of the different time periods that or at least one of them that pops into my head is like when you think in terms of ancient Rome, mm-hmm. you know, there there was kind of a it was a party. Yeah. Like ultimately is what it sounds like is it was very sexually open, etc. Right. Um, you know, there there was a lot of openness. Right. Um, and some of that seemed to have more to do with religion. Right. Instead of being the, okay, no, we're running away from religion. Right. Um, it, it was a celebration, sort of, of humanity. Well, not only a celebration of
1: humanity, but a celebration of human, mm-hmm. a celebration of nature, a celebration. You know, looking at the Roman time period in general, mm-hmm. up until Constantine, it was do whatever, but, you know, take care of what you need to take care of. Mm -hmm. Um, The religious holidays were spectacular. The temples were gorgeous. Mm -hmm. Um, And we really did not have a lot of religious indicative gender problems up until we began getting the, um, oh, what is it? Constantine became a problem. um, And then the hunts.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, they, they they were the ones that really pushed this new agey cult thing and caused instability in Rome.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: And so Constantine had to go and find a political factor, i.e., religion, to stabilize.
0: Well, and then you also have considerations across different uh, uh, social statuses. Mm -hmm. Um, Because just realizing that up until, what, roughly the 1800s, marriage wasn't really a thing. No one really cared. And then late 1800s, it became a little, like, it worked its way down the social classes Mm-hmm. um until you end up in the 1900s right. and marriage was a big deal right um much to everyone's shock and awe it was a bad idea um uh-huh. well you know
1: um because then it was what it is very much now mm-hmm. um a um
2: well, was exchange.
0: exchange right it was property exchange and uh, you know to assure you know transfer of wealth and power right yeah you know, that that was it um so if you weren't landed gentry mm-hmm. um you know if if you're a scullery maid and a butler or you're you know the blacksmith and you know the working in a field mm-hmm. you do whatever you want right. No one cares. Right. Um, it's not until we, society-wise, start really, you know, moving into this different perspective on things. Right. Um, that suddenly this all mattered. Right. Of who was doing who and who was doing what and who was married and who wasn't and who, even if you didn't have property. Right. Um you know your your spouse became your property right at least in some mindsets
1: right and then you know late 1800s is when we started seeing um husbands and wife that are not legally married right they did not have a religious ceremony but they became legally married because they were together for so long
0: or if nothing oh. else they were at least following religious tenets Right. Of, you know, man and woman, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, you know, but still, unless you were someone of great notoriety, mm-hmm. what you did is what you did. Mm-hmm. Where you went and who you were with and what you were doing were your own business. Right. Um, it, and that got us through the 1800s into the 1900s. Um. Right. Mostly. Some variations on a theme. Right. Um,
1: and then, you know, then we look at the early 1900s, which is how Victorian times, mm-hmm. that's when marriage became a thing.
2: Yeah. And
1: piety became a thing. mm mm-hmm. um, And, you know, the outside image became more important than the inside image.
0: Well, and more importantly, that's white American history. Right. That Or white history in general. Right. Um, Then you have a whole world of culture Uh um, and different takes on the concept.
1: Right. And what, you know, marriage was. And we're Mm -hmm. now even redefining what marriage is in this country. Um, England has been redefining it for 200 years. Mm Africa is redefining it. Turkey is redefining it. I mean, because. We, as a worldview, have a really crazy quilt of what marriage is.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, and then we're, in addition, it's not just that we're redefining marriage as much as we're redefining relationships. Right. Um, because if nothing else, a large part of what I've seen is re- rejection of marriage. uh uh-huh. um, That there are, are a lot of people that, like, it almost seems to be, you know, And especially, you know, amongst, you know, um, LGBTQ, um, it's like we finally got marriage and then we decided we didn't want it. Well, I don't think we didn't want it. I think
1: some people didn't care. And we're still in that generation where it's like, what?
0: Huh? Moreover, I think there was a, a, a social fight for it based solely on you can't have it. Uh-huh. You know, it's like a game of keep away. Uh-huh. Um, you can't have it, so suddenly everyone wanted it. Uh-huh. Then, when everyone got it, everyone's like, "Well, great, I have the right to." Right. Uh-huh. And that's all I wanted. Right. Uh-huh. Didn't want to. I, I, you know, on a personal, individual basis, uh-huh. may not have wanted to do that, or uh-huh. may, you know, even in that moment, have thought, "Yeah, that's exactly what I want to be able to do." And then somewhere along the way, a funny thing happened mm-hmm. um, is that in spending so much time thinking of relationships and marriage, um, we suddenly found ourselves questioning why we wanted this to begin with. I think we wanted the legal rights. Right. Well, the equality of it.
1: Yeah, the inequality of it, um, which what we got, yeah, we got... Technical marriage.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, governmental recognition of relationship, which is what is. Marriage, yeah. That's
0: all anyone, I believe, truly asked for. No. Because that's how it started. No, that's how it started was, you know, can you recognize civil union? Right. You know, and ultimately that got thrown back, at least in the U.S., got thrown back in our face as you're not getting gay married. Mm-hmm. At which point we're like, well, that's not even what we asked for. We just want a way to transfer property and wealth from, you know, spouse uh, to to between, you know, uh, a monogamous pair Mm -hmm. um, that doesn't involve adoption Mm -hmm. or a complicated series of never ending paperwork that has to constantly be updated depending upon whether you did it the right way, as was later determined by a court case in this state or that state or this other, you know, mm-hmm.
3: um, right. Um, and,
1: and you know
0: what we got,
3: mm-hmm.
1: Now, granted I've got a different view on it. What we got wasn't what all we wanted didn't incorporate all of the community.
0: No, it didn't. Um, no, it didn't.
1: We got a watered down version of, okay, we'll give you the same. And it's like,
0: no, you gave a quarter of our community the same. Well, or a chunk of it, yes. Yeah. Um. And ultimately left a lot of people out. And then, again, funny thing happened mm-hmm. on the way to getting that is we also had a social shift with polyamory. All right. Um, creating a whole different scenario, Mm -hmm. um, in which, okay, what do you do if you're more than two, Mm -hmm. what do you do if, you know, you're more than two, isn't, you know, an equal sided shape, right? It's not four or two and you're all in one big relationship, um, or one big series of relationships that all knit together nicely. Mm -hmm. What if you're in this kind of uh, molecule structure, um, the polycule Mm -hmm. of different branching ideas um, or different branching relationships? Um, And I think that's most likely where we're headed to next. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know that that's happening in the next five to 10 years. I wouldn't be surprised if it started. Um, Because a lot of poly community is starting to really, you know, come out and say, right. "Hi, we're here, and mm-hmm. we're sick of this crap." Right. Um, because this, we're right. Like that segment is right where, um, you know, L, at least L, uh, uh, LG was right. Um, just on monogamous relationships. Uh-huh. Uh, we have th- that. That in order to do that, you have to create a complicated series of paperworks, and it's going to be a never-ending update, depending upon what happens where, according to who, and what your better tax, be- you know, benefit is, and you know, depending I- upon inheritance laws and yada 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 yada. yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, like, but that segment is just starting to come to grips with being out. Right. So I would call it more late 60s, early 70s, LGB, LGB mm-hmm. um, is right where that's at. Right. Um, is this first notion that I'm not damaged goods. Right, and we don't have to
1: hide, and you don't have, and, you know, and I, I, and I don't care for the shows now, but, mm-hmm. you know, um, more than two, Oh, what is that other one, Sister Wives, mm-hmm. you know, we're starting to see that mid-80s recognition of polyamory that we saw when Ellen was at.
0: To a degree, yes. Yeah. Um, Though, I would honestly say that we're kind of at the stage that, um, and Matt, I believe it's Matt Baum, um, has a YouTube channel, and he kind of looks at, like, gay history in cinema, or Mm -hmm. at least in television. Um, Polyamory is still in that um, comic relief, train wreck joke
2: disaster
0: Mm. area reality TV like it's getting recognition but not taken seriously right you know it's it's not always like (sighs) happy polycules right who work well and don't have a ton of drama don't make good television no you know they're looking for this um real world reality television you know um oh what is the drunken housewives one uh like well all the drunken Housewives ones um right. housewives of miami orange county wherever um you know the, it's just this constant never ending like train wreck uh-huh. Of things going on and played up for the camera, and you know, crew is instigating things and kind of pushing different stuff around. Uh-huh. Um, and to me, that's not really being taken seriously yet. Uh-huh. Um, that is just kind of showing up and being exploitative. Uh-huh. Um that's where it is now. Um, and that's late sixties, early seventies gays in television. Mm-hmm. Um, the only real serious take for the sixties and seventies of gays in television. Um <laughs> oddly enough, um one of the early well, one of the earliest trans drag queen we're not really sure, um, was um um all in the family. Mm-hmm. Um, then followed by Maude. And uh-huh. then we kind of morph into the Golden Girls generation right. of television in which more seriousness was being paid right. and more respect. Right. Um, that, you know, we're people too. Right. Um, but no, I wouldn't say that the polyamory is there yet.
1: It's getting there, um, and then because you know we're starting to get like um, oh, oh what is it? Modern Family now has a tr- um, has a on it. We've got mm-hmm. Logo TV and RuPaul's Drag Race that's had a very famous treple, you know, in its casting, and you know some talk about that. Mm-hmm. And then we have the other branching thing of transsexuals popping out, and. Mm-hmm. Changing and redefining what that means, um, in general, yeah. starting to get some rights and starting to want to look at things and bringing up some very good topics,
0: um, like the fact they were completely friggin' excluded, mm-hmm. um, and have been for decades. Right. From you know, like they're under the LGBT umbrella, but not really. Like we're still over here fighting for LGB uh-huh. and it's like, oh uh, yeah. And we got the T's over here. They're, they're showing up, they're coming to meetings. Thank you for being here. You really fill out the group. Um, and that's kind of it. Right. Um, And that was a big part of the marriage debate
2: uh-huh.
0: um, is that was solely or well, almost predominantly an LG Mm -hmm. side of the coin um, didn't really address B Mm -hmm. um, and T is like, we got what out of this? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, we're still just trying to get driver's licenses and figure out where we can pee without getting killed.
1: Right. And, but at the same time, I think that both those issues have been brought to the forefront
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it's a change of generation
0: well true but the other side of that is will the lgb mm-hmm. stick around for the t side of the umbrella right um or you know in many ways it seemed like a lot of people went well we got marriage equality we're done mm-hmm.
2: and and we, more got more everything,
0: we have everything right um, everything we wanted, so now we don't have to protest anymore. Um, and I know that was one of the big things kicked about in that moment is, mm-hmm. no, 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 There's, That wasn't the only thing. Right. You know, that was a big one. That became a big rallying point. Mm-hmm. Um, but we still have employment discrimination. We still have a, a housing discrimination. And that's happening all under the umbrella. Right um you know that's not just an lgb or t thing mm-hmm. um that's an everyone right
3: um, well
1: and and bringing that up
3: mm-hmm. but i want
1: to i want to deal with that but i want to go back a second okay with the generational thing
3: mm-hmm.
1: my generation mm-hmm. transitioning and you were done you were you, tr- you know if you go from male to female you're a female.
0: You're a female. In discussion, there's no.
1: Go be a female. Right. That's not this new generation.
0: No. Um, and I think, honestly, you have a lot of the 90s to thank for that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Not in a good way. Mm-mm. Not in a good way. Um, Because in the 90s, it became um, trashy daytime fodder Uh um, to do the, I have a secret. Uh My boyfriend doesn't know that I used to be a man. Uh um, That really kind of sparked this very ugly side of transitioning
2: Uh
0: um, of the for people who transition and, and, like, the generational version you're talking about, right. um, you know, that was it. They were done.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Like, there was no need for activism or visibility or to continue fighting right. or to fight. Right. It, I, I'm going to transition, and then that's it. Uh-huh. Um, versus um you know we kind of entered this like ugly talk you know daytime television thing right turned it into like this you know poor dumb sap doesn't know he's been screwing a dude ugly 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 version
2: Mm
0: -hmm. um of what it means to be trans Mm -hmm. and ultimately i think that had a big protagonistic effect In making, you know, being out, being visible, being, you know, seen, um, and not just, like, no longer was it acceptable to transition and pass. No. Um, It was, no, we have a very screwed up, you know, gender system
2: Uh
0: um, that's very cruel and hateful to people that find themselves um, trans. Uh Mm-hmm. Um, or not part of the binary, or not part of, you know, social acceptance. Right. Um, as their gender. Right. Um, so with that, we kind of move, it, it's moved the struggle into the, it's not going to be enough. mm mm-hmm. um, In addition to mm-hmm. all the struggle that people who transitioned went through. Right. Um, from crap medical to you know back alley, uh, like sex reassignment and, um, uh, body modifications, right. Um, all the way to institutionalization and everything else. Right. And it's been, and that's part of history that needs to be brought
1: back. I think we're losing it. Is the trans history. Um, I do like that Pose has brought that up. Mm-hmm. Um, they haven't brought up the dark side of it yet. I'm hoping they do in season three. Um, but, and I think that's something I don't think the current generation is getting. Okay. In, is like the older generation. John goes to Taiwan, which, by the way, if you're looking for gender reassignment, that's the best place to go. John goes to Taiwan, and Susan comes back, and it's
0: still Susan. Well, careful using the word it. um But, no, it wasn't. You still, Susan still had a driver's license that said John, a birth certificate that said John.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and a lifetime of having to repeatedly out of themselves. That that ultimately, even though you transition and it's over, it isn't, it never was. You had more than likely a large collection of legal paperwork Mm -hmm. that didn't correspond to who you were. And so you were constantly, every time you wrote a check, Every time you applied for a job, every time you went to the airport, every time you showed up in a legal capacity, mm-hmm. while you can do a lot even with a legal name change, the gender marker, the you know straight binary gender, mm-hmm. of all these documents um, betrayed you. And they do subject to ridicule and uh, mistreatment. But
1: again, all that was part of that Taiwan package. Like they had people that took care of the documents. There was agencies in LA that got all the birth record, you know, the new birth certificate, the new assignment paperwork, all that done by the mid nineties. That's why it was $150,000. Hmm. Um. But that was then, and then you know, now that's different. Now you don't have to fly to Taiwan, right? You don't have to go to Mexico.
0: But more importantly, never should have. But actually, well, and while that may have been an option for some, mm-hmm. that wasn't necessarily an option for everyone, right? Um. You know. Um, being trans is not uh, an, aff- so to speak, an affliction of the affluent um of people that have, you know, it, it's not a privilege problem mm-hmm. or a privilege you know issue. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you trans ha- occurs all throughout socioeconomic status, and there were lots of people that struggled, um mm-hmm. for lack of resources and lack of ability and lack of privilege um trans of color mm-hmm. um especially um that you know the, uh, and i know that kind of really gets into um oh i can't even think of it right now uh intersectional, or in uh at intersectionality uh, you know, the, the layering effect right. of, you know, privilege, race, gender, on down the line, and how those can be ultimately more repressive uh-huh. um, in terms of closing off avenues um, and abilities. But forgoing that conversation... That ultimately ends up in a situation where, yes, if you were affluent enough to have a hundred and fifty thousand dollars to go do this, um, you know, y- yeah, that's that was an option. Uh-huh. But if you didn't,
2: uh-huh.
0: you were more likely to end up homeless, unemployable, um, and. Potentially um, civilly committed.
2: Uh-huh. You
0: know that that that's basically um, at least cinema-wise, kind of the premise of Sorted Lives, and um, uh, Better Than Chocolate.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Well, not entirely better better than Chocolate, but it, it is part of the story arc, All
2: right?
0: Um, as well as um, Two Wong Fu. Um, in those situations, kind of you know, taking while a little creative license and making some very good movies, Uh um, Sorted Lives and Tu Wong Fu being extremely funny, Uh um, whereas Better Than Chocolate um has a little humor, but ultimately everyone just feel so, or at least I did. I felt so uncomfortable,
2: mm-hmm. like
0: having like. And the irony is, I started with Better Than Chocolate, and then saw the other two later, right? Um, which may have been the order they came out in. It was, um, but no, you. And then, if you really want to get into it, there's Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. Um, all of these deal with. I know, there there was a trans character in Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. She was not just a drag queen. Mm -hmm. That wasn't just a bowl of, you know, I'm an erotic pills. That was hormones. Yeah. And a lot of other medications. Yeah. But um, a lot of that had to do with she wasn't just, or she wasn't a drag queen. Mm -hmm. She was a woman. Uh-huh. um so again there's there's a lot of things that were that have happened to people without the privilege to go and transition um in a physical legal you know medical sense right and do the you know John leaves Susan arrives uh-huh. um you know changeover. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of and still are a lot of people that struggle with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, making the full transition if they so choose or if they so want mm-hmm. um, that that's not always quick and easily viable.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: But, sorry, that's that's just kind of an issue for me. Is It is an issue for you.
3: Mm-hmm
1: that's what i'm saying this this is for a lot of us a new issue okay um because older generations if you're presenting female passable or not you're
0: a female in many instances yes but again there was massive challenges to um, employment, housing, and showing up in any legal capacity. Mm -hmm. That while I can understand, you know, talking about, like, in a social situation, Mm -hmm. like, purely social, you can be, so to speak, whomever you wish to be. Right, and see, Um, that was the case up until,
1: and even up until the Patriots Act. Mm Mm-hmm. When bar certificates were not that big of a deal. Right. Social security cards were not that big of a deal. It mm-hmm. was a simple, well, here's my legal work. You know, this is my preferred. And right. it was like, move on, move along, you know, um, type situation. Mm-hmm. Patriot Act came down and it became a whole different ball game, Right. You know, people had... Credit cards in their preferred name, people had other IDs other than driver's license in their preferred name, college IDs, military, you know, not military, college
0: IDs, professional IDs, whatever.
3: Mm-hmm. Bank what? accounts
0: and everything else. Yeah. Um. And then we did, we, after 9-11, we did kind of go through an identity crisis in right. terms of you have to now prove. Mm-hmm. You are who you say you are, and you've been that person since birth. Mm-hmm. um, because everything starts with the birth certificate and runs its way forward. right. And again, that created a lot of issues for uh trans people, right. Um, just in terms of okay. See, I was born this gender. I transitioned to this gender. My name was this. I've been going by mm-hmm. um, I have bank accounts and other you know assets in that name. Mm-hmm. Um, I may potentially have employment in that name
2: mm-hmm.
0: um, just because no one was really caring right.
1: You
2: know,
0: you yeah. know, but we've
1: of gotten jobs, and it's just like fill out your W-2. Right. All right, fine, throw it in a file. Right. Yeah. Um, so that was another change that grossly affected the community. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, much like Domer did, you know, Dahmer did, and that's all during that era. Yeah. Um and I think that people are still trying to catch up with that.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I'm saying is it. I can understand that for a period there was a potential, right, that you could at least socially exist without a lot of questions, right. Um, but you were still always in a potential risks uh, uh, of every time you encounter a legal entity mm-hmm. in terms of law enforcement, court system anything that was going to run a background check, anything that was going to actually scrutinize your documentation up to and including the medical profession. Mm-hmm. Um, anywhere in there, you would potentially run into that exposure. Mm-hmm. Um, you could ultimately face a lot of problems. Right. Um, so no, I think there was just a lot of trans invisibility.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, that no one necessarily wanted to know.
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Like, as a general populist statement, no one cared. Coupled with, um, in many instances, people could shelter those sides of their life from each other. Mm -hmm. Um, Internet's kind of killed that. Post-9-11 world kind of killed that right um you know in in terms of people being outed people being you know shamed um and just in general that we no longer live in a world in which you know at different points you could disappear
2: Mm -hmm.
0: um that has become increasingly harder to do
2: right
0: You know, it, it used to be the the old story of, you know, the, the young ingenue secretary gets knocked up because she's cheating with her boss who's married, mm-hmm. and then she goes and becomes a nice, respectable housewife two states away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the internet's not really letting that happen. Um, there's a lot more of a problem disconnecting from your
1: past.
0: Um, it's not as easy to just show up somewhere else with a different name and all new ID and go about, you know, your life. Right. Um, so, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, but I think it takes people time to catch up with that. And I think that's what we're seeing a lot out of the trans movement. Mm-hmm. Is it being shown Um, a lot of the—that's not an issue from the older crowd, and the younger crowd going, "Oh, but it is," and it's like, "Okay, since sorry, educate me." And I think that that takes a bit, you Mm -hmm. know. I don't think the GBLT got used to some things. That okay, this is just how it is, Mm -hmm. and this younger group is going now. Why is it? why is it this way right um and you know the workarounds and the differences between the two Mm
3: -hmm.
1: is a lot of difference
3: right
1: right so i'm glad to see times doing this i'm glad to see times picking up and moving things um and showing it off that hello science has been backing this for oh i don't know 100 years now
3: Mm -hmm.
1: actually more than that because um sexuality and gender identity have been studied for since the late 1800s some of it was seen as crockpot science and that's where we got a lot of the things like women become nurses and mothers and you know this and men become this this and this it was that study view thing. So I'm glad to see them expanding that. Yes. Yeah. Um, battle of the sexes, basically.
0: Mm,
1: not really battle of the sexes. It was more battle of the genders. There we go. Meow. Yeah. All and, right. Well, that's about it on that one. Now, we covered this topic um, on the psychic coffee shop. But now we're starting to see, question if there's a global turndown looming as the uh, countries struggle with containing the outbreak. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: You know, we're seeing the stock market respond here. Because now we have serious problems.
0: Well, we're having a lot of issues crop up all over the world. And meanwhile, we are not necessarily um i don't want to say motivated that's the wrong word but we're we're not necessarily organized for this Mm -hmm. like we thought we were we thought we could handle you know and contain and quarantine and stop um Mm -hmm. this level of a disease and at least on the u.s and the cdc side of things Mm -hmm. um it looks like this is all turning into a disaster. Right. That, you know, we, the fact that there was a patient at UC Davis uh-huh. um, that doctors suspected had, in, had come into contact and been infected, even though they could not d- demonstratively prove that, uh-huh. and the CDC refused to test, um, is a great big red flag. Yes. Of we have a problem. Yeah. Um, if you're going to withhold testing mm-hmm. and not believe medic- Like, I understand if I'm, you know, like as as Joe Public, mm-hmm. no, I shouldn't be able to go and request a test from the CDC just because I think I might have been exposed. Right. But when you have licensed medical professionals mm-hmm. and you're going to ignore them, mm-hmm. that's a major red flag. Like right. they are telling you, we are pretty sure. Yeah, this is what this is. Mm-hmm. Can you please test and confirm? Right, and, and that's, going to their
1: it. Hmm? that's their job. that's their job
0: well right and in that situation it's it's more so going to be or it's indicative of there's going to be a massive struggle here Uh to get everyone on the same page as to when and who should get tested at what stage at what point Uh um if we're going to leave all the testing up to the cdc right and the cdc is not going to to me, behave in a rational manner. Right. That yeah. If if Joe Public walks in and is like, "Yeah, I want to test for coronavirus." No, get out of here. What what like go see a doctor. Right. Um. But when Joe Public goes to the doctor, mm-hmm. the doctor's like, "Yeah, pretty sure you got that. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're ticking all the boxes here." Um. But the doctor can't order a test. The doctor can't turn to the CDC and go, hi, I have a patient. I can't trace Mm -hmm. how this happened. Right. But everything's lining up. Can you please test? Right. And the CDC is going to shut them down? Like, why is that a thing? Well, that's, you know, and then we look at the weeks Dow
1: Jones averages. Mm -hmm. Monday, they lost a 1,000 points. Tuesday, a almost 900. Wednesday, they kind of slowed down, which Wednesday trading is low. Anyhow, for everyone that wants to know, it was 125. Thursday, another 2,000 points. And then, um, almost, for the whole week, so Friday's numbers are still coming in, but mm-hmm. we're looking at a drop-off of 12.75%. That is something that has not been seen. Since the, the, when the bubble bursted back in
0: 2008. Right. Um, and ultimately, I think it is shaking the confidence of a lot of investors. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be my take on it is that you're in the midst of one, one of the, the largest countries for production mm-hmm. of goods is it kind of the epicenter of this right, then you turn around and when you realize how important China has become to the global market mm-hmm. um yeah it, it, right. you know the and then we're turning around and we're you know running into this um virus popping up in more and more countries mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's getting very, very scary that this isn't under control right. um, and that we may be facing a very massive um, health epidemic, right? that we haven't crossed the threshold yet of epidemic, right. but we seem to be hurtling towards it, um, and no one really seems to be able to pump the brakes on it. Well, you know, as of Wednesday...
2: Mm-hmm. For
1: those watching this in the future, 83,000 cases in more than 50 countries has been infected, according to the World Health Organizational Director.
0: So, I think we can call this a pandemic now. Um, I don't know. Have we technically, like, I'm not sure where we are yet. Um, and I'm going and checking numbers really fast. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know where that works out at the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, just because it it seems like, um, I don't know. The last numbers I heard were nowhere near there. Yeah. Um, and that's why I'm kind of reacting as you say that and going, what? Uh Uh-huh. Um, but yeah. That would be absolutely frightening. Right. Um, But, yeah, okay, here we go. New York Times, where are we at? Um, Oh, come on. Um, Well, the New York Times, as of right now... There's new unexplained cases reported in Oregon and California. That was 25 minutes ago, um, as of, you know, Friday the 28th. Um, and let's see. Um, okay. The, in South Korea, Italy, and Iran, the countries with the biggest outbreaks si- outside China the government's reported more than 3,500 infections on Friday, and we are, wow, we are now at 84,000 infected and mm-hmm. 2,900 dead. Right. Good. God, that was not the last numbers I saw. Right.
3: <sighs>
0: yeah, so at this point, it seems unstoppable. Um, we're definitely um, bracing for the pandemic. mm mm-hmm. um, yeah because I think at uh, eighty four thousand yeah good God <sighs> yeah um so I'd say for China it's definitely an epidemic for the world. it's hurtling towards a uh, pandemic right but yeah, wow I'm sorry, I'd missed that yeah. Like, I, I thought we were the still in the low of thousands on Total Infected and just in the hundreds on The Deceased.
1: Right. Um, and those were the original numbers we were getting, like, on last Tuesday. Well, Earlier today, I saw Facebook actually sending out warnings and check the CDC and different ads hitting my Facebook, which I mm-hmm. think is great. That some of the larger social medias are kind of like kicking in here and going, "Oh, oh, oh fine, you don't want to educate, we'll educate."
3: Hmm.
0: Well, but we're also running into a situation, and I did see that uh, pop up. Is um oh, which one is it? Um oh, um. Let me look real fast. Um. There was a thing about um, I think it's uh, Pat Robertson, uh-huh. our lovely favorite uh, member of the Seven Hundred Club. Well, uh, he's a
1: member of the Seven Hundred Club, but I also think that he should be a member of the his local insane asylum.
0: Well, yeah, there's that. Um but apparently um it's now going around that colloidal silver um like they're they're basically trying to hawk colloidal silver for this that it not only prevents um um no 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 is not Robertson not Robertson sorry wrong um yeah um his normal prescription. Jim Baker, is pray Jim, for Baker. Jim Baker now trying to hawk um, a colloidal silver product. It's um, basically snake oil. It's patented nano silver solution or purified silver, uh, ranging in price from eighty to three hundred dollars, basically cures everything um HIV venereal disease coronavirus etc 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 um yeah that's been going around the new the
1: um, new age community for centuries
0: well but here it is
1: i know what i'm and, saying is chlorine silver water mm-hmm. has been hawked around the new age community for a century at least if not two Um, And for those listening, do not take chlorosilver water in large amounts. You will turn blue. Your Mm -hmm. liver will shut down. It is a heavy metal. It's just like taking mercury.
0: Right. Don't do it. Do not do it. it. Um, But that's the situation we're in right now. Right. And it's because we're not getting information. Well, and more importantly, in a in a uh, global sense, is everyone's beginning to panic. Right. Um, and so, of course, panic breeds scam artists. Right. Um, because fear motivates selling. Like, you right. think sex is good, you try scaring the crap out of people.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, but let's just cover a few things that I have seen, hawked, created, south along um over the century that does not, we do not even know what cures coronavirus. We haven't got a cure yet. No. We know that cure. it looks like a flu molecule. Yeah. We just aren't sure. That's <laughs> why says, oh, this will probably blow over by April. Idiot. When did you become a doctor? Yeah. silver Silverwater. Why it somewhat has good uses for antibacterial Outside burn care, internally it's bad for you.
3: Yeah.
1: Um, CBD oil has a lot of wonderful uses. Not
0: sure Very it's going to work. On is yet. not it?
1: Yeah. Um, apple cider vinegar, great antibiotic in small
0: doses. Well, and again, oh, not, drink for bottle. not for everything. Not for everything. Um, and, and bleach was the other one that's being brought up as being hawked. Yeah. As, it, like, it's already been hawked for curing HIV, which it doesn't, um, but it's also being hawked for this, is drinking bleach. Literally getting people to drink bleach.
2: Mm-hmm. Don't
0: like, do it. Yeah. Like, I...
1: <sighs> we get enough in our water already. It can well, kill you.
2: Yeah,
0: uh, enough chlorine in the water already. Um, yeah. But no, it, it is just unbelievable mm-hmm. that you, I don't want to necessarily say that that people are falling for it, mm-hmm. but that the fear is getting this ugly so fast. Right. Um, um, yeah.
1: Elderberry syrup, great cough syrup for the cold. Right. cinnamon great for the cold whiskey mm-hmm. wonderful for the body for the cold this yep. is not the cold people
0: no and moreover you know that that totally skips around what's actually being recommended right um, which the the only effective treatment right now is prevention. Um, you know, so think about it as your no, uh, no glove, no love of, um, the coronavirus stage,
2: uh-huh.
0: um, is that, you know, trying to basically avoid it uh-huh. sure, hand wa- washing, um, making sure you're cleaning common surfaces, um, with antibacterials, um, right. in that sense, yeah, bleach, very helpful. Um, you know, doorlice. Or,
1: well, or vinegar.
0: Right. All those are
1: lovely things in their areas. Not in your yeah. body.
0: No. Not in the body. Um, just because it works outside of the body for surfaces does not mean you should ever ingest these things. Right. Um, again, I hate that people are getting that panic this quick. All right. Um, trying to, you know, save themselves Um, solely because right now it seems like there isn't much stopping this. Um, And I'm, I guess, more traumatized that instead of trying to do things that are helpful, And encourage these activities like, you know, again, cleaning common surfaces,
2: Uh
0: um, avoiding, you know, and and working actively, um, you know, politically or socially Uh um, on companies and school systems to go stop going to these places, stop coming out if you're sick. Like, where were we on SARS? Where were we on H1N1 that you didn't get the message? Right. That forcing your employees and creating, uh, you know, systems that force your students and, and, and again, your employees to show up at a public facility Mm -hmm. while they're sick. There's your gateway. There's your problem. Mm -hmm. Stop doing that. Right
1: and i want to cover the proper mm-hmm. role of this okay. avoid contact with people who are sick mm-hmm. avoid touching your eyes nose and mouth stay mm-hmm. at home when you're sick don't come out and see us yep. cover your cover your cough sneezing with the tissue then throw the tissue in the trash yourself mm-hmm. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects and services and regular with regular household wipes or sprays including your phones Mm -hmm. um follow cdc recommendations for face masks watch i've seen some of those are really nice they're not the surgical. you know some of them are not surgical wash your hands with soap and water for at least 20 minutes or sing happy birthday while you do that um you know after you eat blowing
0: your nose coughing going to the bathroom Okay, before we get to OCD level, reread that. How long to wash your hands? Because I swear to God, it's not twenty minutes. It's twenty seconds. There we go. Or
1: like, say you know, "Happy
2: Birthday."
1: Yes. Um, and of course, you know, grab your alcohol-based hand sanitizer for um, with at least sixty percent alcohol, mm-hmm. and wash your hands as soon as it's available. These are what you should be doing. These are what you should be able to do. Mm -hmm. Um, Some changes that will be going on tomorrow is I'll be shuffling the cards instead of my client shuffling the cards. Um, Doing things differently that way. Um, I think a lot of people will also be seeing things done differently um, that we normally do for cold and flu season.
0: Or should be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's a large part of it is stop and think. Yeah. Um, because I, and I've seen that happen in companies. Mm-hmm. Um, the least clean things are usually on your desk. Mm-hmm. Um, ironic as it sounds, people will think about doorknobs, people will be scared of germs in bathrooms on toilet seats. But I have gone into situations where I have picked up a keyboard and I swear to God, you could shake out a forest, Uh like just dirt, debris and nastiness. Uh Um, You know, all of this is like all of the suggestions are great. But if you fail in one area, Uh really think about it. You know, um, there's a lot of surfaces we touch commonly. Mm-hmm. Without thinking of them. Right. Um, and more importantly, there's a lot of the of secondary surfaces we then touch right. Um, again and again and again, like you brought up you know cell phones uh-huh. um, very important. sharing cell phones probably not a good idea right now. like right. try try to curtail that. Ha- have your you know wipes ready. Um, you know, alcohol wipes, please. Don't spray them. Just a quick little alcohol wipe will be fine. Uh Um, Do not spray or submerge your electronic devices. That will not end pretty. Um, But, you know, a a simple alcohol wipe is Uh very effective. Um, And just, you know, like really start to think about what you're touching. Uh Like, seriously, point blank, start having an active thought. Mm -hmm. What am I touching? Why am I touching it? What, you know, like how many other people have touched this? Right. Um, You know, and paying a little more attention, like where you're shopping. Yeah. Um, You know, we, we all have gone to that nasty corner store that, you know, it just never looks clean. Now's a good time to avoid that one. Yeah. Like like start paying attention to your businesses and what they're doing. Right. Um, if the business looks nasty, there's a good sign. Don't get your food there. Yeah. And wash your vegetables. Yeah, find another restroom. Or maybe just don't go in. And wash your vegetables. This is one of yeah. the common things people forget. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and now probably. Well, and additionally, also maybe reconsider, you know, um, buffet-style foods. Right. At least for right now. At least for right now. Um, Just because, you know, sneeze guards are great. Little kids don't get it. No. Little kids are shorter. I know restaurants that have signs and no one ever pays attention. Uh, And again, you're coming into contact,
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Um, you know, those shared utensils, Mm -hmm. how many people in a day touch them? How often are they getting swapped out? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, probably not, because realistically, unless you're talking about, you know, latex nitrile or uh, the polypropylene or whatever they are, the polyvinyl clear Mm -hmm. gloves or the plastic gloves. Um, material gloves if nothing else are just absorbent. Right.
1: But the last time we had this in the late 20s Mm -hmm. ladies began wearing gloves again. You know, Victorian era, they wore gloves and they fell out in the the 1912, 1915 fashion. Then they Mm -hmm. came back in fashion and stayed from the late 20s, 30s, 40s and up to Mid fifties mm-hmm. of wearing gloves. I wonder if we'll see driving gloves again. That might be interesting.
0: I, I don't think we are. I really don't think we are. I like. I don't see that happening now. Is there a possibility we might see like you know some form of like a latex or a vinyl glove? Maybe. Um, but I really don't think people are going to get behind it. I don't. We'll see.
2: Yeah.
1: No.
0: Um,
1: but no, that's that's what set off the glove entree, um, and that literally just fell out during the late seven, late sixties, were the gloves and wearing gloves outside your home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, for non-formal events, right. Like, I, I think you'll see gloves stick around through all the formal stuff. But mm-hmm. outside of that, no. Nah, no. Nah, I don't see it happening. Mm-hmm.
1: I think that would be interesting. I think it'll be interesting to see um, what this pandemic has on an effect socially. Because every pandemic, every you know major disease thing mm-hmm. has an effect on... The way we dress, the way we do fashion, the way we do clothes.
0: Well, um, also how we think about you know, uh, or what we do in general.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you know, like again, you go back to early HIV mm-hmm. um, in the age, in the AIDS crisis. Um, there were a lot of changes there mm-hmm. um, in the way we thought about healthcare, even. Right. Um, you know, once upon a time, you know, there were reusable syringes. Mm-hmm. Um, and you would see, you know, doctors with, you know, this kind of metal and glass syringe. Yeah. And, you know, autoclaving was good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but then somewhere in there, no one wanted to see that disposable disposable disposable
1: that's when we went through and that's when the disposable it was it didn't have much to do with hiv Mm
2: -hmm.
1: it had more to do with the availability of disposable we became more disposable as a society Mm
3: -hmm.
1: you know when my father went in to be an orderly because you weren't me- men were orderlies. they were always orderlies mm-hmm. um everything was re- was reusable everything was autoclaved everything was washed sanitized pressed and brought back out mm-hmm. now you go into a hospital everything's disposable right down to the blood pressure
0: cuff pretty much yes yeah There's, there's, I mean, there's some, well, I mean, the equipment isn't, um, but a lot of the components of it are yeah, and should be changed for every patient. But again, we've run into, you know, even within the last couple of years, um, Mm -hmm. hospitals that are making serious errors in equipment that has to be sterilized, not disposed. Uh Or, um, and more so I was talking about around the world, um, Uh the HIV crisis or the AIDS crisis and the HIV, uh, you know, early days of HIV, there were still large parts of the world, granted third world countries. Mm-hmm. Um that were still using um autoclavable uh implements, such and that as was still being used in the
1: 80s. I mean, even mm-hmm. um IV bag, you know, it wasn't an IV bag, it was an IV vial. Um, mm-hmm. and they use it, uncap it, autoclave it, which basically means they put it in an oven at 500 degrees, because it was believed that nothing can
0: survive that. Mm-hmm. Basically, and it's true. Initial... Most things can't, right. as long as it's properly sterilized. Right, and but that's what we've run into is even in you know, twenty you know, 10, 2015, 2020 fifteen twenty twenty, we're still running into uh, uh, medical facilities that have problems with this. Right, that aren't getting it, um, right. or have processes that fail. Right, um, that, that can't you know, count. huh? People that can't count, or that, yeah. Um but no there's there's a you know disposable is best um always um it, but you do run into situations where you do have to reuse equipment All right um you know the and making sure that that equipment is being properly cleaned right like now's a good time to kind of hold off on surgery if it's not an emergency Right, um, but I don't think we'll
1: see that happening for probably another six months.
0: I don't know. At the rate this is spreading, I think it is going to have that. A lot of people are going to be very scared to go to a hospital mm-hmm. if they're not already sick. All right. Um, but no, if it's an elective surgery, like now's a good time to stop and reconsider that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, especially with you know, cases popping up sort of randomly now. Right. That we don't have good clear lines. And so now you have people that don't have that clear connection in their, at least in their head to even think they have a problem. Right. They're and that's just the other
1: thing um, that isn't widely being covered is mm-hmm. a, a two doctors that was a couple that discovered this in a um, lab in Canada have now mm-hmm. disappeared like they were recalled to china and they're gone okay erased off the map
0: oh wow yeah yeah it's getting scarier yeah
1: so yeah, don't you know, we don't have have the original scientists that tells us what they saw in our petri dish mm-hmm. or you know and china has never been forthcoming when they have a disease um pop out of their country it's a little bit like hmm exactly what's going on here mm-hmm. um but now double check your sources double you know double up your colton flu stuff um preventative measures and we'll see you on tuesday now we're going to be down at crystal lotus for psychic saturday tomorrow we got an early day going tomorrow yeah. Um, we also have a team meeting um, but we'll be at psychic Saturday Joe will be around kind of MC and everything for me and doing his lovely assistant shot hat business manager hat keeping
3: me
1: oh, yeah. and I'll be giving readings now that's $20 for the first 15 minutes and dollar after that per minute Um, We also have Tennille Spencer giving massages, and Christina Dolan doing Reiki. Um, So it'll be a very busy, cool day for you uh, at Crystal Lotus. We do this once a month, normally, the last Saturday of the month. Mm -hmm. And then Sunday, I'm off to Morgantown to teach Wicca 101, so that'll be fun. And he'll be doing his Schuffer Act.
0: Yes.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, Yeah, we we need to
2: get you a Bobby thrower.
0: Huh? Many hats. Many hats do I wear. Mm
1: -hmm. Yep. So, guys, have a great weekend. Relax, take care of yourself, eat your vegetables, um, drink your hot beverages, and be safe. Have fun. Mm -hmm. Good night, y'all. Good night, night. Joe.
0: Choosing a psychic is hard, and you don't want to waste time finding one that's right for you. You've thought about calling into the show, but you want more privacy than that? With services from phone, email, chat, text, and his network availability, you need to check out ASIN's website at ASINKnight.com. Just a few clicks, and you can have your own personal private psychic reading. On ASINKnight.com, you can also find out about VIP packages, scheduling parties and events, and signing up for his classes. What are you waiting for? Talk to Ace and today. You're
2: listening to the Psychic Coffee Shop Podcast Network.